What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Truezilla. This one is going to blow your mind. I guarantee yeah. it. Um, yeah, we just, we just got done recording it, so holy crap. But uh, just real quick, you guys, if you get any value out of the show, well, I do want you to go check out John Paul Rice, what he's got going on. You know, return any value you, you get to him because he just stole the show. Yeah. He Definitely. talked for like two hours straight. And so, like, yes, so go, 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 go to his link tree, link tree forward slash no restrictions. And uh, please support him and all his projects, cause holy crap! Um, he had a GoFundMe. He had yeah, a he's go got a GoFundMe for his, his new movie. Project. Yeah, uh, you know, he's just ta- there. He's reclaiming art, man. Yeah, with 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 heart yep. and intention, yep. and that's what we all need to be yep. doing. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see. Yep. Um, but if you guys have any money left over, and you want to help support uh, the Truezilla crew, so we have a little uh, donate option, value for value donations over at truezilla.org forward slash donate. Um, you got all the donation options there. We do accept crypto and all that fun stuff. If you guys want to get want to get crazy, um, also, uh, yeah, yeah, you so guys just get get into your wallet and convert it yeah. over or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we work for cummies. Yeah, well, yo, I don't, I don't have, actually, I should put our Cum Rocket address up there just to be funny. That would be hilarious. I think oh I'm gonna do gosh, that. I'm gonna do God. that. Oh, yeah, that'll be hilarious. All right, so I couldn't resist. Sorry. No, that's great. That's great. Um, for those of you that don't know, there is a crypto coin called Cum Rocket. Okay, that's what we're talking about. All right, so there you go. So. You guys must have not been listening to the show for a while. But anyway, I know we got a, new, a lot of new listeners. They don't get the inside jokes, so there you go. Um, anyway, so let's see. Truezilla.org forward slash shirts. Get yourself a badass Truezilla shirt. We got, like, the best shirts in the business. Cool mm-hmm. shirts are mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. More designs coming. Um, yes, thank you. Go check those out. We're getting also, into the fall. I'm always going to say I'm the hoodie yeah, hoodies. girl. They, have, they do have the softest hoodies. Yeah, we do. So. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, But if you want the full Truezilla experience, you can head over to rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. And I say the full Truezilla experience because you'll see the videos. Well, obviously, you're not going to see them on YouTube. You're probably not watching this one on YouTube. Um, all of our videos are going to be up on Rockfin. And plus, we do the weekly Clown Town update for premium Rockfin subscribers. So We're getting back to that this yeah, week. We, we, we're gonna, yeah, by the time you see this, yeah, we'll be back in back in Clown Town, baby. Yeah. So, um, Truezilla dot, or, uh, rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. Now, we were just talking about this before the show. You know, the amazing... Uh, health benefits that we've all been getting from our sponsors at TruthTRS, TruthTRS.com. TRS, Advanced TRS Spray, it's just a natural zeolite that that takes, absorbs all the heavy metals that have accumulated in our bodies and flushes it out through your elimination channels. You pee it out, sweat it out, all that stuff. Um, You know, we just live in a toxic world. We just live in a toxic world. I know their slogan is healthy humans in a toxic world, you know, and that's what it is. And and we just a level of stuff you can see in the sky coming down (sighs) and breathing. Yeah. Like you need you need a product. You need to do something to eliminate the heavy metals in in your life. I feel it. I feel it, man. I'm just sharp on point. It's great. Uh, Megan was talking. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting because I've I've said this over and over, but that I noticed that my, you know, I've said since the beginning of the show, everybody who's been listening for a while knows that I've, you know, struggled with with, you know, terrible memory loss and, uh, you know, I, I've struggled to keep my thoughts and that was like a huge issue for like the first year of the show, <laughs> seems like. Um, and then I've been taking the TRS every day and I've said the last several episodes that I've noticed, um, that just my cognition is just like, you said, just snappy, like, and I can hold thoughts and I can complete my sentences. And interestingly, uh, my good friend Cheney over at Project Cheney, I was speaking to her uh, yesterday, and just at the end of our conversation, uh, you know, I was talking about, oh, I need to go take my vitamins, and I need, I think I didn't even remember if I took my TRS sprays today, and she was saying, speaking of, you know, I've noticed that you're, you know, sharper, like, you know, you dropped your thoughts, and you kind of got, you know, off track a little bit more earlier in the podcast, and I noticed you're not doing that as much, and that I had a friend notice that about me that I've been noticing, like, it was just... 
it kind of just paints the picture of how transformative it really is because I feel different. I feel sharper, even to the point of, you know, depression being alleviated, um, a, a lot of things that I've struggled with, but especially like that memory and that cognition just being mm-hmm. so much sharper and so much more in tune. And I really do attribute it to just, you know, starting that product and, and yeah. seeing it through. And uh, my kids all take it, you know, my extended family. It's a, it's a pretty incredible yeah, thing. And I, I just have to say, you know, I mean, you guys can tell my voice I'm a little off. I'm recovering right. from, from getting over the sickness, right? The sickness. Right? So whatever that may mean to you, whatever it is, right? Like, but I'm, I'm definitely taking my TRS every day, hoping to, to flush this shit mm-hmm. out of my mm-hmm. system a little right. quicker, right? Like, because yep. I, I, I can feel it lingering, even though I'm like not sick anymore. Like, you can hear in my voice. Like, there's mm-hmm. just, I can tell it's not all out of me yet. Yep. So I'm, so I'm uh, using TRS and uh, I mean, I'm on a yep. high regimen of vitamins as well. But awesome, I give man. it to two of my pets. Yeah. I'm just going to mention. We have yeah. a lizard. I have a bearded dragon that we give it to because she got a little bit stressed out and we figured out she was getting kind of a, uh, I don't remember what, like yellow fungus, you know, because maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. she just like kind of contracted a thing. And so then, you know, we were taking her out and we were doing other protocols. Obviously, we were cleaning her cage in a certain way or whatever. But another thing that I did add, which seems to have benefited her, was I was, we were offering her her tomatoes. And when she would open her mouth, we would give her TRS. Mm, there you go. Um, so I don't know. But yeah. it, it, but it, but she has recovered. There you go. Also, it, it so, helps all walks of life. Yeah. Totally. You know, and uh, the other thing I was going to say too is like you can follow on Instagram at TruthTRS. They got all kinds of fire memes going and like actual relevant like medical stuff too. So sure. Lauren, one of the main people over at uh, Cosiva, you know, good contact of ours. She posted some information for us uh, about uh, and on Truth TRS about um, graphene oxide and Truth TRS. Yeah. And there's some yeah. actual, uh, you know, evidence to suggest that it can help uh, in the elimination of any graphene oxide. I know that's a big concern people, you know, right now. So so yeah. there's actually like links and like some information about that on the Truth TRS Instagram page. So go back, scroll back and find that. So um, also, yeah, speaking of Instagram, Cody. 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 Shout out to Cody. Cody's Crystals, at Cody's underscore crystals on Instagram. He's got the best crystals and gems in the business. Please go give him a, just go follow his page. You know, you have to follow his page. If you're yeah. part of the Truezilla Mind Militia, you got to be uh, following Cody's, Cody's Crystals, Cody's crystals yeah. at, on Instagram. You know, he's, he's a friend of the show, has supported us, and is able, allowing us to do the things that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. You know, it made, literally made my life a lot, like a million, billion times easier, you know. Yeah. So, um, big shout out to Cody. Go tell him Truezilla sent you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, just like all, all kinds of love and respect for what you got going on, brother. So awesome. Um, last thing I want to do, I was I'm glad I remembered this. Um, we like getting we, back to Rockfin. We've getting a lot of love on Rockfin. You guys have been like giving us tips for the for the, for the episodes, and we really really appreciate that. Definitely. Just specifically, Ken Barks. Ken Barks, love you, man. You really like Thank just dropped a big truth, bo- big so truth much. bomb on us, or a big, big love bomb on us, and then we really appreciate it. You yeah. know, Sean Tobin, I see irony. You're always dropping little tips. I really appreciate that. We see, we see those, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Nautilus, naughty your grandma, great name, great name. Uh, Dallas of Oz, uh, Ronnie Snellman, uh, and yeah, Ken Barks again with another donation. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate thank you it. Very appreciated. So um, yeah, you guys enjoy the show. Enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan, sitting here with my good friends Scott and Ed. Ooh, that's right, Ed is back. Ed is back. I'm back. 
Our guest today is film producer and president of No Restrictions Entertainment, John Paul Rice. He has produced many mainstream Hollywood films over the years. However, his company, No Restrictions Entertainment, seeks to incorporate and humanize issues rarely addressed in Hollywood movies. One of these films is A Child's Voice, which was removed from Amazon in the summer of 2020, sparking John Paul to film a viral video exposing the phenomenon of child sex trafficking among the power structures of the world. This video has been seen millions of times, and John Paul has been thrust into the forefront of the conversation around child exploitation and is here today to discuss some revelations that he has had since his viral video last year. John Paul, welcome to the show. Oh, guys, thank you so much. That's a hell of an intro. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad to be talking thank to you this you so evening. Much for coming on, for sure. No, it was really a pleasure. And, and I want to tell you, like, you know, how this all came about was. I was going back through my past emails and I remember that one time that I was on um, Union of the Unwanted and, um, you know, I was mainly there to listen. And then I guess a couple of things came up and I said a few things and some people kind of perked up a little bit. And um, I'm just glad that we're able to do this now, actually, more so than before, before last year, because I think I was still working some stuff out mm -hmm. personally and otherwise. And uh, so timing is always perfect, you know, in this way. So Absolutely. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you to all three of you for having the heart and care for this, this issue. Absolutely. And it's, it's so much more than human trafficking of children. It's, it's really about our human being and, and the human planet that we live on. Yes. And the one that we've been detached from, taken away from, separated from. Uh, it's a whole mess and people uh, are searching for answers, of course, and they're looking for what do we do? What do I do? What can we do? And the truth of the matter is that this world, as they're projecting it onto you, is not something that you are ever going to solve because their model is collective insanity, which has been waged on us and evidenced by all that you're seeing taking place today, both globally, state by state, city, providence by providence, uh, cross political lines. It, of course, they keep it and maintain that, you know, left versus right, conservative versus Republican, you know, conservative versus liberal. And the truth of the matter is nobody today can really tell you what the hell is really going on. Right. There's nobody that you could walk up to today and say, hey, What's going on out there? And like somebody say, okay, here's what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, and that's why we're we're kind of in this this pattern, really. You know, last year I did this viral video on uh, Instagram that went super viral on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, it was during the time of Save the Children. You know, they 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 shadow banned it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> saw an NBC News, um, you know, segment on, on how, you know, some people are, some people in this QAnon movement are using Save the Children, you know, to co-opt it. You let all of that stuff go and you realize that it's so powerful what you can do just by your voice alone, that they can't stop the truth from coming through. And and this is the thing that we're 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 starting to learn a little bit, but it's kind of like what this guy said last um, 
last month when the protests started springing up in in Europe all over he said you know what guys um I don't know what we're doing here protesting in the streets he said we all know what the hell is going on that's why we're here and we have the conspiracy theorists these celebrities all telling us all this shit that we already know plus what they said the last two years so these people are looking at us and they're like looking down on us and going yeah and right mm -hmm. now Absolutely. the first thing is you do have to get mad and you do need to stand up and you do need to defend yourself but this is all a ritual from before mm -hmm. we did this in the 1960s on a scale not even close to what we have today in this country. There were college campuses and cities burning for a year in the 1960s. And there was legitimate reasons with the Vietnam War and everything, you know, all of that. But the truth of the matter is it didn't change anything. Look at what we said, the Gen Xers said to our boomer parents. You all were supposed to bring love and peace into the world. You didn't. Well, we all know now that the CIA hijacked the 60s. They brought in the feminist movement. Yeah. They brought in the, the drugs. They engineered it all yeah. because there was a conscious awakening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Certainly. If we don't learn the lessons of the past, we're on that way again. Conscious awakening is taking place. What will be our response? Will we do the same lessons of the 60s as we did then when they killed all of our great leaders and made us feel as though there was no hope and that the country was going to fall apart. I'm not saying that this is the same program, but I'm kind of asking you to ask yourself, are you participating in something that is not real? And I'm not saying that it's not real as in there's things that are happening that are happening to people as a result of the consequences of choices being made by two forces going up against each other. That is true. But is that your life? Is that your reality? Is that your world? Is Palestine, Israel, your world? I'm not saying you can't care about it. I'm not saying you can't care about what's going on in Kabul and, and Afghanistan. You should. It's horrible. It's terrible. But it's like, who's getting up and flying over there to help? But we're posting endlessly memes and Twitter and retweets and amplifying 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 what their message to us we are amplifying their message we are living in their fear world we are allowing people like aoc or lindsey graham or whoever the fuck you want to put on that menu we're letting these people who have literally no power over you in reality live rent free in your mind yeah. they're not paying you they are not paying you. They are taxing you. In fact, they are telling you they're going to tax you more and take more from you. Yes. So I, I, I know this is like, this is a hard time for everybody because we're grieving in certain ways that it's not, it's beyond politics. We're grieving about our past. Yeah. We're seeing the separation of consciousness of society. We're seeing an authoritarian regime rise in globally. That energy is out there now. Whether that structure remains in place or not, that has been fashioned for people as a new normal. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And that energy is going to be around for a long time. 
In response to it, there's going to be a libertarian type environment. So we're going to have we're going to have authoritarianism with libertarianism, uh, but with authoritarian boundaries. You know, like you're going to have to figure out how much freedom you're going to want to give up in order to play in that system or not. Smart cities, L.A., New York, Chicago, Atlanta, and the whole lot of them where there are going to be liberal concentrations. And really, you shouldn't look at it like that. Again, it's authoritarian. It's it's hypersexualized materialist culture ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Endless shit, endless illusions, all in the digital space. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where our minds are being moved into that direction through as simple as something as our iPhone that we've been with now for 13 years. And that thing is not sitting here just giving us calls and texts and emails. That thing is now tracking us in our biometric data. And if you don't think that they're not going to expand on that in response to all of this time, remember, everything is responding. Everything is responding to what's happening. Everyone is being socially engineered and conditioned and pre-primed for a new experience to come in. And that is what the Great Reset is all about. COVID-19 was about putting the fear of death in billions of people, interrupting their lives and making it real by shutting down the entire world, all for a virus that they all knew had a 99.6% survival rate for which no doctor on television argues. Mm -hmm. And we are, we went, we are following the story of 15 days and now look at where the goalpost has shifted. We're following the story. That's why it's winning. That's why it's taking us in because we're following the story. We're trying to play, follow along and predict it. Follow along and predict it. What does this mean? What does that mean? What does this conspiracy mean? What is that? Oh my God, the the, the call sign on that plane. It's endless, 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 endless. There's no resolution to any of it. We've been baited along for four years. However you got here, however you arrived here from the right or the left, I came from the left and I, and I went into Donald Trump and then I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. I had to let all of it go. I said, my understandings of things are, are not of their world. Right. I can't make sense of it, but I do see the result and the net effect of it. I see the results of BLM and Antifa beyond the left, that energy, that spiritual energy that's coming out, which is violence with righteousness, yeah. such to the point that they could go out and do $2 billion worth of damage marching for justice and and we look at that and we 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 cast it down and we blame them but they're the unaware victims they really are the unaware victims they don't know that they're being used for this show to bring forth and summon that energy into the world we can disagree with marxism we can disagree with communism But the truth of the matter is, if we respond to it, if we give them ammo with our anger and our hatred about what they believe, we are reinforcing the very thing that they are going for and is making it real. Yeah. It's a false left and false right, false illusions, false choices. And, And we're playing this game where we're riding along every two to four years we've done it before 
it seemed to work before, but it really didn't when you look back from 9-11 to now. Mm. Everything that's happened since then, I know this all happened before, and people talk about secret societies. This is multi-millennia type engineering and that the masters, all of the, you could you could get endlessly into it. But um, I know that's a lot to say in an introduction, but that's really what the truth of the matter is at this time. And everything that I did before with a child's voice and talking about human trafficking going on in Hollywood and pedophilia going on in Hollywood. All of that is real. All of that is very real. It's not everybody. Right. It's not even. It's not that the stars know fully what they're doing. All of that ritual, all of that magic, all of that predictive programming, everything that they're doing and raising up is a collaborated a collaboration of unconscious people who don't know that they're serving a dark power. That's how they get away with it. Yeah. I feel like that so much of what we're seeing in the world is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual, there's spiritual, like however you want to perceive that. Warfare. I, yeah, it is warfare. Absolutely. You know, but, and I think that um, there's definite force of good, very definite forces of evil. And I think that the child trafficking is, is a symptom of that, you know, it's a symptom of, of the That's evil right. that pervades the world, you know? And so, you know, when, when you were initially saying that, you know, this is much deeper than that, that's, that's kind of what I heard. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is about this false, false left, right paradigm is that both sides equally think that they are 100% right and 100% the good guys. And that the other people on the other side are 100% the bad guys. And yes. I think a lot of that has to do with the echo chamber effect, you know, the, the idea that, each and we've talked about this on the show before too but just like the idea of of each one of us you know the algorithms know the algorithms Social figure us out pretty quickly feeds. and then they feed you what they they need you to be it's like each individual's device is like their own little truman show where you're being fed because they need to have you know equal number of people on either side mm -hmm. and so we need to feed this person like when i wake up in the morning and i have a cup of coffee and there's a twitter notification that aoc did this they know that that's gonna piss me off and i'm gonna be like god damn it i'm running tweeting just getting all crazy you know what i mean <laughs> and that's what they want that's it they know they know and i've caught myself doing that i'm like oh i see what you're doing here Okay, okay. You know, or they, they, because we're here in Oregon. And of course, the top tweet being like, Oregon Governor Kate Brown announced it. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. I need to take a break now. You know, so they know. We just screenshot it and send it to our yeah, group messenger. And then we. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, uh, I would just have to assume that the people that they've identified as like, you know, the Antifa people, you know, over on their side, they're getting notifications like, even like now, like a year, like almost a year after Trump's gone away, they're getting notifications like, well, Trump uh, didn't have his shoes tied properly. And they're like, that motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, so, yeah. so we know that that's how it yeah. works. And so it's a, it is, it's just this false paradigm. And and, and uh, I had a situation the other day, um, without getting into too much of the details, but uh, I mean, I really want to get into the details, <laughs> yeah. but it is kind of work related. But anyway, uh, somebody coming at me uh, after I, I said something that questioned vaccines a little bit, the, the logic of it simply being like, wait a minute, so you're requiring us to wear masks because the vaccines don't work in the terms of they don't stop the spread and they don't provide immunity. So that's why we're still wearing the masks, but you're still requiring us to get the shots. So that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, my challenge, the challenge that I was got was, <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, Trump still lost the election. So there, there you go. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's so the programming is just disgusting. You just, there's nowhere it's, to start there. Yeah, there's nowhere to start there. I can't even, I don't yeah, even know where to begin. I don't, how do I begin with that? But anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, out here. I'm in Georgia. Okay. And I'm in an area that's relatively conservative, but it's 
And and let me just say, conservatism does not run the way we're predicted to believe it is in terms of, you know, Georgia, rural, South. Um, it's 50-50 black where I live, or 50-50 white black, okay? Mm -hmm. Majority of people here are done over, we're finished wearing masks. Mm -hmm. um, BLM is not protesting out here. It's not because... Um, it's not because of racial tension. It's the simple fact that everybody out here has figured this shit out long ago. Yeah. I went into a gun shop last year and I, you know, this is for anybody on the left that may be listening or a progressive or two, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I'm a hundred percent with you. You don't know what the fuck's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And everything that you voted for and thought you voted for and everything that you wanted with Bernie Sanders in 2016 and, 2020 was supposed to happen in a real, in a just world, yeah. you would have gotten Bernie Sanders in 2016. You probably wouldn't have been as uh, pissed off as you were in 2020. That's the truth. It was ripped away from you. It was taken. I know that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not dropping any bombshell tonight. I've posted this out there. I'll just tell you what they did to Bernie Sanders in 2016. They did Donald Trump in 2020. Yep. There you go. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the same thing. And you know what? They did it to Ron Paul twice. Mm -hmm. mm, and they did that. it to Ralph Nader. <clears throat> they always have a fall guy. There's always somebody who fucks the election up. There's always the... I mean, these people are narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths, folks. Yeah. They're involved with pedophiles at a high level. The Epstein establishment. That's what we should call them. It's the Epstein establishment. Yeah. You can't take their health advice. You can't take their environmental advice. You can't take their financial advice. You can't take their education. You can't take anything that they give you because it all serves a system of death. Mm -hmm. yes. That's what pedophiles yes. bring to the world. They yeah. bring a system of death into being. Yeah. They wear their perversion on their sleeve. They sew it into society. They speak the language of virtue. They use the language of emotion. Emotion that can change labels and meanings of things with words. It's really, really, really sick. And we're all hypnotically programmed for and against these things. And it's true that, you know, there's merit to all of it. But it's like I turn around and I ask people like Jimmy Dore, who I love, who I came up loving during this time. I said, Jimmy. What the fuck are you fighting for Medicare for all in a system of global tyranny? Why are you and the progressives trying to make this one dent at finally getting health care for all when they're coming at you with mandates and vaccine cards and passports and digital IDs? What the fuck kind of Medicare for all is that with a motherfucking communist who went up there and endorsed two pedophiles back to back. His name's Bernie Sanders. He endorsed Hillary Clinton with Kathy O'Brien, who said very clearly who she was. This is not a conspiracy. And Joe Biden, Mr. Smell Test. <laughs> you know, yeah, serious. It's like and yep. he says, Joe Biden is one of the greatest people that I've known throughout my whole life. Oh, my God. They write the script for them. Yeah. Yeah. We buy it. AOC, we buy it. She's a progressive. Maybe you can, maybe, I know, I wanted it to as well. The grieving has to be over the fact that none of this is true. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. None of it none is of it. real. This is all the media 
And I look at people and they know that their government is corrupt. They know that their media lies to them, but it's like crack, man. It's like what you said, Scott, you said the, the key word is that your aggression is turned on by that information. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, what they are doing is they're pulling you. Here's the thing. They're not just pulling you into their world. They're pulling you away from the soul that you are. Mm -hmm. yes. They're pulling your soul into an aggravated state so that you have a separation and a disconnect from the true being that you were born as when you were a child. When I was in Hollywood and I talk about the satanic agenda, this is what they do. Mm -hmm. They know your mind better than you do. Absolutely. They know all the rules to the subconscious mind and how to get fear in there so that you imagine fear, even if it's fake, you'll imagine it as it's real. Think about what racism as a word does to people when you say there's systemic racism and you have white privilege. Holy shit. Yeah. Because it's like, and I'll tell you how mind control works. It's very simple. What I just said right there, you go to a dealership, everybody's bought a car at some point in their life that's driven or some kind of vehicle. What happens? You buy that car, that color, you start seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because it's in your conscious mind. It's in the forefront of your mind mm -hmm. because it's right there with you. Those cars were always there. Those other cars were always around you. It was there in existence before you got yours, but now you notice it. That's what these assholes do in the media. They speak this shit into existence. And what happens is it takes in, according to what? Our trauma. Mm -hmm. Our identity in the world. And because of the lack of love that happens to us, because our parents go through this program before we do, and when we're born into this world, we love them no matter what they do. Yeah. This is this is not a thought process. This is your state of being as a child when you come into this world. You love your mother and father no matter what they do to you as a yeah. child. As a child, you have no choice. Right. There isn't an escape button. There isn't a place that you can run away to, and there's not a manual for them to know what their unconscious behavior is in relation to conscious behavior, because that's how they were raised. Yeah. And we have to look back if we're truly going to honor our ancestors and our parents and all that the commandment gives you honor thy mother and father. You're like, yeah, I get it. But I mean, they did some shit. Now, that's my personal experience. It's like you want me to honor them no matter what they did, basically take it and swallow it like an authoritarian mother and father, like I had to as a child. No, you have to see them for the children that they were born as. And the fact that their parents were raised in an era where they had a financial crash, they had two world wars. That's not an excuse, but the hell that was raised during that time and the collective consciousness at that time was vastly limited compared to what we have today. Mm. Our child rearing on the whole, in spite of all the bullshit and the, the satanic shit being raised, our child rearing abilities have increased exponentially over the last hundred years since Hitler. And, and back then, what made Hitler possible, most people don't know this, but this is the work of Lloyd DeMoz and Alice Miller. Lloyd DeMoz is a psychohistorian. There's going to be more of these people as time moves forward. You, you will see them. But what they're going to do is they are able to understand that psychic energy. And I don't mean it like some kind of like psychic energy. Mm -hmm. right. They're reading. I'm talking about your being. 19th century Bavarian child rearing. 
had a 60 to 70% mortality rate. And at back then, the mother could birth her child and club and destroy it with over the head. He would bash it over the head and kill it. The father could literally rip it out and throw it out into the cold and let it freeze to death. And this was normal. This was the precondition for Nazi Germany. So that when Hitler rose and he spoke to the masses, everybody in the world thought he was nuts and stupid and silly. And the other people were laughing at like, oh, my God, listen, he was speaking to the collective consciousness in Bavaria, which had endured enormous child abuse. And so when he gave righteousness to those and said, first, it's the virus, it's the disease, it's the hygiene that we have to get under control. See, they had rebuilt everything, but then they started to exploit everyone's fears. And Hitler was the perfect psychopath and everybody else around him. As you know, if you watch JFK to 9-11, everything is a rich man's trick. You had DuPont family, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bush Prescott, all of those orchestrating the entire thing on both sides. And it was done as a provocation to quell the czar's murder with his uh, wife and the whole family in Russia because they thought that that revolution would spread over into other parts of Europe. So they put up a front. Of course, this was the precondition for the war. But my point being is that the orchestration of this gets set before everything begins Mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. And then we are the players in that because we were playing in it to begin with. Right. So we just plug ourselves into it for patriotism and on. And this is not to diminish the military record of any man, woman who has served this country honorably. What I'm talking about is a higher level to this game that they play on us. that has nothing to do with our beliefs. In fact, our beliefs in it make it real for them because we're able to energetically insert ourselves physically and emotionally into the cause. And I, I, you know, I could talk about this for hours, but I want to say one thing, Scott, that you brought up. We, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was on uh, Methods uh, show with David Whitehead. If you don't know who he is, he's a fantastic, I mean, I know you guys know who he is, but the audience, you should check him out. DW Truth Warrior, and he's on Rockfin, and he's got a couple other uh, outlets, but fantastic guy, Canadian. You should go over there and support him. The sons of bitches on PayPal um, canceled his account, which had about $10,000 in it. And he has a wife and a child, maybe two. I think he's got, and they're a great team. So they're not like down and out. They were figuring out solutions. They had to convert everybody over from Patreon. And Mm -hmm. it's just been a big old cluster. Yeah. But um, David and I and Methods did a show, I think three weeks ago, where we talked about this false left, false right left paradigm. And I think you guys want to get into it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Because, you know, I I really want to point people to that interview. It's a great conversation. But yeah, let's let's unpack it. You know, I, I love um, the comparisons that you've made. And I think it's so relevant and so pertinent to what we're talking about now. And just, you know, I think a lot of people would benefit from it. So, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So what, um, what work that I base this off on is Ian McGilchrist, who is a clinical psychologist. He's been in, um, he's been, uh, out there for a while. He wrote a book called master and the emissary. Okay. And, um, 
He also has a new book coming out, which is probably his greatest work ever in the field of consciousness and how the left-right brain hemispheres work. But he knows because of his academic research, as well as looking back into mythology and our ancient history, that there are universal truths that are coming through at all times throughout all of time as we perceive it. Mm. And that this goes even higher on a spiritual and even cosmos level. And this is, and what we're talking about as he presented it is that this is not theory. This is solid fact. that has been established for years, but it hasn't been pulled together before and, and really explained in such a way. So I just want to give you the basis of that. There's a, there's plenty of podcasts out there, three hour, two hour ones. This guy is a, is a mind and he's, he's got a wonderful British accent. So he's easy to listen to, um, the left, right brain. So when I listened to this and then I saw one of the CIA, uh, disclosure documents on hemisync, hemisync, right? The synchronization between the left and the right hemisphere. Okay, so the master and the emissary for Ian McGilchrist established that we have a right hemisphere brain and we have a left hemisphere of our brain. And the two of them work in concert with each other. They're not going to battle against each other. They're actually trying to find what what is our reality together, okay? but they have very distinct functions. And this is where we get into the important part. On the left hemisphere of the brain is an analysis, analytical, fact-based, logical, mathematic-based, empirical data, a literal interpretation of reality, okay? Spoken, not language, speech is on the left side of the hemisphere, the left hemisphere. On the right side, we have intuition, we have art, we have creativity, we have imagination, we have emotion, and we have a whole bunch of other qualities. This is not, and they're not equally divided like this one and this one, and they're like totally 100% separate. Each one has its own expression of the same attribute. In fact, consciousness is infinite in terms of its ability to create reality. That's what we're getting towards here. That's what we're building towards. So what he talked about was these attributes. And when I saw that, and I, it, it just clicked in me because I've been studying, um, you know, child abuse and parental and the depths of what child children really are and why the occult do what they do. That's one part of the equation, but it's so limited in terms of its expression because we always focus on the demonic side of things. Well, here's what it is. The left side takes in the information like right now, Mm -hmm. each one of you, all of us is hearing this and they're going, okay, I'm ready. You filter it classify it, you categorize it, and you cut out the other stuff that is not important to you individually. You serve the left side, serves it over to the right hemisphere, and the right accepts it without passing any filter or judgment on it. It's just basically like, here's your reality, and the right hemisphere is going to go, okay, now I'm going to go make sense of it. I'm going to try to know it, and I'm going to try to understand it. I'm going to manifest in a way that is beyond literal. 
it's in other words it's it's imaginative it's creative it's it's driven like a child it's a nonverbal portion holistic view child being that comes in into the world not knowing that it's a baby that we call it it's a being that has no identification no understanding of what it's seeing it just is it's perceiving the world mm-hmm. and it looks up into the sky and it sees two faces and those are gods they're called mother and father and in the first year and a half that child doesn't know any difference it's emotionally mentally spiritually and everything else physically attached to the mother and father not as mom and dad but as extensions of itself this right. is every child 7.9 billion of us in this planet okay now why is this important in terms of right left brain because to establish we could go right into the political but i want to go right in we're going to get there but what this is is that you now have established the left hemisphere as a parent mm. to the right hemisphere a child because the left serves the right mm-hmm. the information the right then goes and makes sense of it all right where we are going to talk about next and we'll come back to this parent child thing because it is important about this particular time where it concerns tyranny because we're going to explain that in the general sense but with this left, left right now you know the attributes on both sides in the general sense what has happened is is that this satanic force that has dominated the earth for a very long time and where we are going to ascend and i don't mean this in the 5d you know kumbaya everything being fine i'm talking about living on a higher state of consciousness is to understand what they've done to our brains they have inverted they have inverted the attributes of each side and they have flipped them and they have co-opted them on those sides for which is a necessary a necessary need in the other okay what i mean by that is this it's not that you're a republican and therefore an artist and that you're left you're a leftist and therefore analytical what it means is is that in the practical sense ben shapiro gets up there and says facts over feelings facts is an attribute of the left hemisphere and feelings is an attribute of the right hemisphere and so what he's doing is he is introducing the polarity to cut off your feelings from your logical thinking mind which require emotions in order to create the feeling so what we're doing is we're closing loops and we're creating missing links and we're creating the contention for where facts over feelings the left will take the feelings and the right will take the facts and they'll argue them as facts alone that they're full thought ideas in the making that they're whole realities of our either our past traditions or our present ones and the truth of the matter is is that like so for example art comes from the right hemisphere art today is propaganda on the left and i mean that in all phases not only the news but also hollywood mm-hmm. which is the le- the left okay 
art is then because art has been taken over by the left and has been perverted by it and made into propaganda the right responds by defunding it so then you destroy art it's over you are this you are made to go up against all the intrinsic qualities of your child born being to destroy them within yourself using the illusion of fear and anger to get you baited to go in and argue against someone else who is paid for by a billionaire mm. consider that and this time with covid it's no different than bill gates getting up there who's a billionaire giving medical advice or fauci or any single one of them they're all sociopaths and psychopaths bill Bill Gates is literally a serial killer with a messiah complex. Absolutely. Most people cannot understand or conceive of this because they're not that wicked and they're not driven to that level. Mm -hmm. But what I said to people is what these people do to children, they do to each and every single one of us. Bill Gates, I don't know if he's a pedophile. I'm not going to make those claims. That's fucking ridiculous. But all I can tell you is what I know is the facts is that he spent 29 years involved with Jeffrey Epstein, for which the New York Times does not deny in 2019 of November before all this shit went down. And yet here we are. And I have people who talk to me who say, John, I know, I know that's true, but my physician and my doctors said otherwise. Mm. This is where we are right now. This is the reality of the world. You have Trump supporters who knew the masks were bullshit and they got two jabs. Oh, yeah. And and here's the thing. It's like all the horror that we're talking about here is created because it's false. That's what you need to know. It's not the real you. It's never been the real you. The real you is something beyond this reality. The real you is something that is beyond this dimension. Yes. And that's the part where we have been cut off. If you look at churches, they aren't spiritual in any which way. Everybody is participating in a ritual. Now, I know there are good Christians out there. I'm not coming down on them saying, you didn't do enough in this time to save us. No, you did plenty. But what I'm saying to people is that, look, we've all been deceived. We're all refugees. All of us are. We have been put against each other to so that the billionaire class can get away with it. Yeah. That's all it is. Look at it this way. Look at how we've been engineered. I came along with Bernie Sanders in the progressive left into 2015, not knowing that I was a progressive. I would you know what a progressive is today? It's a refugee of the Obama coalition hmm. and the Bush Cheney coalition. And Trump was there to scoop up the Bush-Cheney coalition refugees because the Republican Party, as it once was, was destroyed back then. And the Democrat Party, as it once was, was socially engineered back then and is now being destroyed. So I just, I understand everybody has been pushed into a position to take a side and carve out, you know, not me. That's not my responsibility. I didn't fuck it up. I didn't vote for Biden. I didn't vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I didn't vote for any of this shit. 
Fuck you all. Fuck you all. You all figure it out. Yeah. That's not going to get it done. Right. This is a problem that can't be solved by an election or a political party. This is a social issue that's been engineered. We have, when, when I talk about child abuse, I'm talking about an entire generation of children that you and I, you and I were all in the digital world, but we were kind of in the analog world, right? We kind of still had a little bit of that exposure mm-hmm. before oh, yeah. we got into uh, go baby, go baby, go mm-hmm. post that TikTok, let's go. Mm-hmm. And just endless scrolling. I mean, I'm seeing grown men at a restaurant. That's all they're doing sitting at the bar these days and they have money and education so this isn't about poor people and stupid people this is about unaware people unconscious people and if you think you're going to run around going and waking all those people up and and getting them to see what you see it's not going to happen you have to build the world you have to be a mirror you have to be a mirror to somebody yes you can be somebody to somebody you can be someone to anyone today one person start with a child start with the guy you know what for christians get out of the pews damn it get out of the pews and stop going there for an hour and waiting for your friends who are sending off their ass and making them come to church with you in order for them to be a real christian where was Christ spending his time with? In the, in, the, in the synagogue? No. He turned over their tables because yep. he knew that they were profiting off of that yep. word. Yep. What did he say to do? He went and he was with the suffering and the poor and the adulterer and the prostitute yes. and the beggar and the thief. Because those were the people who needed him. Yes. And that's where the real need was. He said... I will lay down my life for my sheep, for they hear my word. And I will do it again according to my own accord every time. And they will follow me because of that. And what he took it a step further is that he left the 99 of those lowest of the low. When one of them yet again would go off and stray, he would go searching day and night to find them and bring them back to the flock. And we are shepherds ourselves. That is our role. We are guardians. We are guardians and defenders of children because we are those children. Yes. We are defending ourselves. We're not defending just those in the statistics that are getting caught up in the system. We must bring forward a new world. And that one does not require you to go and fight and destroy the empire. In fact, I'll give you this link if you want to share it with your audience, but there is an assessment and a breakdown of Luke Skywalker, and what he wasn't necessarily a uh, typical hero. And we think of Luke Skywalker, and we think of Darth Vader, and we think of the Jedi, and we're like, yeah, right? Lightsabers and all that. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, everybody gets excited and remembers all that nostalgia. I remember it. The first three were fucking amazing. Yeah, right? that's the first three. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Everything else. Three watched them yeah. all. And then Disney gets involved. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no. But the essence is there. In fact, um, I opened my podcast the other night. I started season two. But um, I, I opened my podcast the other night with an interview of George Lucas talking about how he created Star Wars through the mythologies and all the religions of the last 2000 years. And it was really interesting to hear what he said, because he also talked about the dark side and how the propaganda 
coming up was basically the from that you know that elite class right to go against the, the truth and that they all kind of became their own little cult right but luke skywalker and i'm not going to bring you through the whole trilogy but the the thing that this video concluded which was so interesting when you watched it is that he was a regular guy if you think about it mm -hmm. he wasn't neo in the matrix he wasn't a superhero who had superhuman strength he was a regular dude that sought adventure was pulled into an unknown world through tragedy saw his mentor sacrifice himself for a greater good that he could not understand yet he trusted in him and was his mentor and led him down a path of to save the rebellion by trusting in faith and letting go of that that tracking device at the end that was going to tell him when to drop it he trusted in the force beyond what he knew and he won and so he celebrates a victory in an empire he's a jedi he's ready to be a jedi and he's impulsive and he's aggressive and he's angry and he's fearful and he's fearful of the death that could come to his friends. He's fearful of Vader, but he's, he's going to go defeat that evil. And he runs off again, not knowing that he's finding yet again another adventure. And then he confronts the ultimate reality, which is a higher truth, a darker truth, a Greek tragedy that says, I am your father. And he says, you're going to join me and become the evil that I am. And he refuses. And what does he do? He lets go, not knowing where he will fall yeah. and where he will land and who will help him, that he has faith yet again. Yeah. And it brings him back to Jedi. And now he's accepted that Darth Vader is, in fact, his father and that he the only mistake he believes is when he goes to see Yoda and he says, well, I am a Jedi. And he says, no, you must confront Vader. And he says, I can't kill him. There's still good in him. I still believe in the good in him. And he goes all the way up to the emperor, more evil than Darth Vader. Tries to lure him into a fight, tries to get him to tempt him with his hatred and anger of the sacrifice of the lies that the emperor is telling him about your friends are going to be dead. You're going to, you know, your fleet is lost, blah, blah, blah. Says your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours, right? And he says, I won't fight you, Father. I won't fight you. I feel the conflict in you. There is no conflict. And then he provokes him again by stroking the fires, saying, if you won't be turned, then your sister will. And of course, we see what happens. And he goes all the way through it, angry and ready to kill this man and stop his tyranny, his madness. And he catches himself in the moment that he cuts his hand off, just like his... It's a little corny, editorialized. It works for movies. <laughs> totally. Totally. But, but the thing was, is that in that moment, he realized, oh, my God, what am I doing? The man that I believe the good in, I'm about to kill. And he turns to the emperor, and the emperor is there. Good. Good. Yes. Your hatred has made you powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wants to take down Darth Vader. Take your place. Take your place. 
at your father's side, you know, at my side, by killing your father, the man you believed in the good of, and he won't do it. And of course, we know what happens, but the reason why Luke Skywalker is all of us is because he's not the hero in that story because he defeated Darth Vader and the Emperor. He's the hero in the story because he didn't give in to hatred. And that act alone motivated his father in an act of self-sacrifice to kill the ultimate evil that was over both of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I just rewatched those movies like a few days ago. It's, <laughs> it's just so funny to, to have you point out. I, I just, over and over as we've been on this journey and just uh, stuff, just so many things that are so much bigger than us. And I just see the spiritual guideposts and like, yeah. I mean, you explain it and it's, I, I mean, I, I think the same thing. it's a it's the divine is in everything folks this is the thing that we've kind of like lost is that we see things as separate i even see like i'll just tell you like this is not going to be popular opinion but your street level satanist is not your enemy they're they're arriving there at a natural logical conclusion because like many people who come from abusive homes they don't have a connection to their soul like you do I mean, as damaged as we are, all of us, I'm not, I'm not declaring what someone is or is not, but I've met all of these people. I lived around them and we're not talking about people that are full blown, you know, Ouija boards and all. I'm talking about the record number of children right now that are turning to Satanism as a logical conclusion to this time, because everything between nine 11 to now has been a shithole. I had friends of mine in LA, not that they were great people. But this is just the fact of the last crash in 2008. Guy who had mother and father, both quarter million dollar earned salaries and had a college fund for him, lost everything. And he was living out of a car for six months at 25. I mean, imagine going, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh yeah, and you and your rich privileged life through no fault of their own because of the system. Mm-hmm. The system kicked them out. The system made him impoverished. The system ruined their life. They played in it according to their ethics of it. Yes. But what else did they know? It's not like people consciously do this shit to themselves, including poor people. I, I know we, we, you know, let me just say something to the right. If you don't take care of homeless people, the left will, and they'll tax the shit out of you. And yeah, they won't look at the direct cause of the, of the poverty. They'll call it systemic racism. They won't look at the child abuse that occurs in people's homes where no, I mean, think about it like this. If you're living on the street with no place to go, that means your mother and your father are out of the picture. They won't have you stay. You could be a bad child, but let me tell you, there's a bad parent behind that bad child. Yes. Anybody who sits there and says, well, I'm not responsible for my child. Well, you're not a responsible parent, period. And I'm going to tell you another thing. We think CPS is bad. We think foster care system is bad. If you don't get your shit in line with your children and yourself to heal during this time, guess what? AI minority report. Mm. That technology is going to be used in this time. Why? To declare certain people potential threats based on psychological evaluations through technology. 
as a predictor of your behavior. That is not science fiction as in a movie. That is coming to a theater near you very soon. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to give grave warnings. I'm just trying to wake people up to say we have to level up during this time. Yes. We have to think on a higher level beyond the right-left paradigm, beyond the false choice of illusion, behind, beyond Pepsi or Coke. Okay? We can be more creative than Pepsi and Coke. And if we can believe that we can be more creative than just that choice, we can come up with the real choice of a new generation. I promise you. The new generation starts today. The future starts today. Our children need us right now. They don't need us to worry. They don't need us to be scared. They need us to be strong and loving because they're going to imitate and mirror all of that. And they're going to take that into their adulthood and their teenage years where they're going to test everything that you've downloaded into them. And you're talking about in a world of a hypersexualized materialist culture with virtual reality coming online, not as a sideshow, but as a main attraction feature in all phases of art and entertainment, including pornography. We have millions of children born in this in this country right now, just in the United States, whose mothers and fathers have been subjected to pornography. And it is a normalization of that that despiritualizes their connection. And that child's love is lost yes. in that mess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. The world will come in and offer them something more than what their parents have done. And if we don't start talking to those kids and loving our children, this world will take them in no matter what manifestation it in, in it, it it re-evolves into yes yeah and so anyway i want to just stop there and i want to give you guys plenty of time to talk or ask questions because i know i can talk forever oh my gosh wow. no, i mean this it's is just, just like goosebumps all of it yeah. and you word everything in just the, the exact perfect way that's <laughs> it's pretty uh intense um, intense and yeah yeah, so soulful and so well said. And I think that we all can relate. And I know that our listeners can relate. And and you touch on things that maybe haven't been articulated quite in that way on this show, um, but that we've alluded to or touched on a lot of these topics. But um, you really have brought so much together. And I'm just like, yeah, inundated with like all of these thoughts and feelings and um, what you hit on with, you know, them and we've talked about this multiple times but them basically corrupting and perverting and breaking the psyche of us when we're little the psyche of these children that whole disconnect i say this all the time on the show it's a disconnect from the mind and the spirit it's a it's a soulful disconnect and um and in all of this and you sort of touched on this earlier but what we tend to do throughout all of this also is we tend to throughout all of the things that we know and the traumas and all of our experiences um but we tend to project who we are onto the things that are happening to us. And so it's very, very hard for someone like me without proper knowledge to understand that what I'm dealing with is a psychopathy that I cannot actually relate to because I'm not disconnected from my soul. Their entire drive, their entire purpose, everything that they stand for to a a core level is a complete inversion of everything that I stand for and that I want and that I pursue in my life. And so I think that that's a big thing that we've seen as people tend to think that, you know, it can't be that bad. People aren't that wicked. And, you know, and just as uh, surface level as it is to say, you know, I've come out of an abusive household. Many people have. Um, 
And what ends up happening is the traumas and the things it's like you say with kids, like we don't know that that's not love. And so we carry it into our adult life and we think that, okay, I can function well in this environment. I can take this because I've done this before. I know what to do to work around this. And I know there's love on the other side of this. And what we need to break away from is the fact that love doesn't exist where love doesn't exist. And there are illusions that are, that are planted in us often from our childhood or bad dynamics. There's all of these things. And it is that, uh, being conscious and, and desiring. I mean, it started off for me several years ago when I talked about, you know, healing core wounds, but now I see that that was just such a surface level way to start and you got to start somewhere, but it's so much deeper and there's, and it's so connected to everything, but, but it really does go back to a soulful interaction. It really does go back to everything being, um, spiritual to our organic humanity. And when we can find and reconnect to that, it's like you say, we start to heal ourselves and through healing ourselves, we set a different example. We show a different road. And that is where our knowledge of truth and hope hopefully mm-hmm. is going. So, yeah. And I, I think <clears throat> like, just in addition, I mean, and, and you guys have probably heard me say it many times, but like, I think, especially just, just in the progression of what, what we've been doing in so long, like the last few months, there's been a major shift. And I think it's, I don't think it's like we're unique. I think a, a lot of people are experiencing this as we've tried to, um, we're getting more to the solution. We've spent so much time focusing on just this, this fight, right? And, and at this point, you know, there are no saviors that are going to save us, right? right? So we're, we're, what we're looking at, I've, my mind has really shifted into like, this is more of an opportunity. There's a mm. good thing. There's this awakening happening. We're a part of it, yes. right? The truth does win. Yes. We, we get to build the new world. The new yeah. world is going to be way better. And it all comes from that fact, you know what I mean? And me and That Megan, intentional energy. And when we have kids, right? Yeah, we do. We have kids and we see when they, the world they're trying to project onto our children and it just, it makes you sick to your stomach, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you think like, I can maybe deal with this, but to put that under my kids, that's just, it's, it makes you sick to your stomach. So, so this is the opportunity. We're building the new world yeah. as, mm-hmm. as they, as they close doors for us, we're going to open our own new doors. And, and I believe our world's going to be so much better and we win in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it's, maybe it's dark for a while. Maybe it's our kids really get the benefits in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. But they were raised right. And they saw just like you said, like that their parents were strong and stood in their values and had love and did everything with purpose. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think I, I just, I know we win in the end. I know we do. Right. And it's okay. And if, if it takes my life, then so be it. Right. Absolutely. You know, I'm, that's what we came to do. You know, uh, we've, who, who would have thought, you know, that, that, you know, we started this show last year, you know, after all the madness had begun, you know, yeah. and, and it's just been such a crazy trajectory that we've been on, you know, and, and that was just, it was just some divine inspiration. We were just like, we have to do something. We have to open our mouths and say something. This is not, you know, it's just, it's just madness. And it's just like, and it's just been the most amazing journey ever. And, and I see, but what Ed was saying, like this new world emerging around us, you know, as, as the rest uh, gets torched to the ground, you know, we're going to, we're going to build our own better within our own communities. Ed always says, you know, we were really involved in the freedom cells movement. I don't know if you're familiar with freedom cells at all. Yeah. 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 The website. Yep. 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 Um, you know, so we've done a lot, you know, we did our own little freedom festival up here, you know, in Oregon, we were able to put together like a little 
a little like freedom festival, a bunch of guest speakers and music and stuff. And it's like, we all took our little kids up there yeah. and hanging from the trees and yeah. Yeah. unmasked and yeah. playing in the dirt till way, way late. And, you know, yeah. eating food with all everyone that was around. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the harder they press, you know, the more that we're, we're starting to see that this is, this is time for us to kind of build something better. And it's just, it's been a really pow- empowering thing. And I think so many of our listeners, you know, reach out with like same stories too. Um, Craig up in Washington, shout out to Craig. Like he started his little freedom cell and he's always giving us pictures. I guess they were in some like little documentary and everything. Like it's just an amazing, like just a ripple effect of people just waking up, you know? And, yeah. uh, it will probably get a lot darker. Right? And, and, and it's like, it, 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 that is a sign of their desperation. But they don't have truth. But they don't it, have the it, truth. It implodes, that's, that's, it implodes on them at some point. The only thing they have, the only thing they have is censorship. You know, you've experienced that. Um, yes. they took your movie off of Amazon. That tells yeah. you everything you need to know. You know, just last week, this show, this entire show, not just an episode here and there, the entire show is taken off Spotify. That means we are right on target. <laughs> we are battering yes. them right where it hurts. Oh, yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if they censor you, you're telling something that is um, definitely speaking a truth about their weaknesses. Yep. Yeah. And they're they're in a state of retreat in this time because they don't have any more growth in their old system. Mm -hmm. They can only consolidate and centralize. Um, they can cause a lot of damage, of course, but. It's kind of like what um, what you were saying, Ed, and this goes back to um, what you said about evil. It's in the end, the emperor with all of his predictions and all of, as I have foreseen it, ah, yes, he ends up what? Showing that he knows nothing that is true. Right. And yes. that's really, it's it's the art of the illusion through fear and aggression and anger that they can bait you. Um. I do want to say uh, some things where it concerns kind of back to this left-right hemisphere because mm-hmm. you you brought up a very good thing, Megan. Um, what we haven't talked about, we kind of talked about the parent-child mm-hmm. relationship yep. and all of that, and the inversion politically. I mean, you can you can go through every attribute there. I'm not. I just picked a few of them. But this is so much deeper because what we're talking about also is divine masculine and divine feminine energies. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking right now with this inversion that we've kind of established is there, we have masculine turning more feminine, feminine turning more masculine. This is all the polarities of the unconscious and the mind control that's going on. And they amplify that, of course. It's not... It's not simply political, although we make it that way. Political politics are for debates and arguments. And this time that we're heading into is none of those things. Mm. This is the time for discussion, ideas, forgiveness, openness, caring, listening. That's a feature that we can bring forward very easily. Listening, letting a person express themselves. And when we judge them and when we think that they're wrong, Try to look at it from where they're coming from, what their understandings are in relation, not just in relation to yours, but where you might have been a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when you were asleep uh, yeah. more than you are now or were awake, but more awake now. This mm. is the thing. It's like you can lead them, ask the question, ask them questions, get them to talk about themselves outside of their <sighs> Outside of the regurgitated positions that you know were given to them from television, that's really low-hanging fruit to go after people at this point. 
you know, yeah. they were programmed with fear guys mm-hmm. and in mind control. And this is all out there. If you want to look this up and the science of it, the science, the real science, the science of the brain, they know that if they put Scott Pellet up there telling you for six months that this is a deadly killer and then turns around and starts telling you, or Brian Williams starts telling you all of a sudden, no, no, COVID's fine. We're done with it. It's not really what it was. It, it's all that they start telling you the truth. Guess what happens? Those people who bought the lie from the same trusted face will not believe the truth. They'll question it. They'll question it like they should have questioned it in the beginning, but didn't because programming and television and entertainment and all of it, you don't realize what it's doing to your brains. You don't realize that even with me, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting myself here. Even with John Paul Rice, you don't believe anything that John Paul Rice says until you know it to be true for yourself in your own way, not in my way, not in a, it's not a mechanical way. It's not a progression of, oh, this fact and this fact and this fact equal that fact. No, you have to think on it more holistically. You have to be able to relate to it. The only way you can relate to it is to know yourself more. If you're going to be an artist, I tell this to my filmmaker friends, don't be a filmmaker. Be an artist first. Get to know who you are. Explore the depths of you through your filmmaking work. Because otherwise you're just going to be functional and a mercenary with a camera or a guy who can yell action and cut. And it's not that it's all simplistic like that. What I'm saying is we're human beings. We're flesh and blood. We're here to make sense of the bullshit as well as the truth and try to bring in the divine in everything that we do without being a preacher about it, but actually giving it to people without them even seeing it. That's Jesus. Absolutely. Mm. That's living Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's not Jesus being preached to everyone and trying to convert them. That's Jesus being lived in you every day. Absolutely. I mean, I I know I say Jesus and some, you know, I'm not here to declare this or that. I'm just telling you, I found that in this time. And I looked at, I mean, it wasn't just a, a calculated move, but I looked at why Hollywood and the media mocks Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay with all of our limited understandings of what it really is, because most of us only know it through religion and that's a watered down version for sure. I mean, I I tell people this and they look at me, well, what are you saying? The books I'm saying that there's this (laughs) thing called the Vatican. It sits over in Rome. It has its own country. It has its own legal system. It has its own treasury and it holds more wealth than any bank in the world. And you're going to sit there and tell me that these people tell you that you're sinners when they have committed a sin that they've paid out called $2 billion worth in lawsuit settlements of molestation, rape, and torture of children. And you think they're going to fucking tell you the truth about who and what you are. You're out of your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Jesuits and Catholics, you all are one of some of the most educated people in this country. You could run this country. Mm-hmm. I understand that the churches are going to be dissolved during this time. There's everything is on the table. It's going to happen in steps and stages. Hollywood is deconstructing. It's going to become a cult factory there. Here's what they're going to do. I'm just going to tell you so nobody can get shocked and freaked out about all this. You know why Brittany is in, in the news. Mm. Okay. It's called the distraction issue. Sure. 
And yeah, but what is that really about? It's to draw you in for sympathy to her. Why? Why are they doing it with Selma Hayek? Why are they doing it with all these different actresses over the last year have talked about being sexually abused? Because they're preparing everyone. What are they preparing everybody for? The disclosure of all the people in Hollywood who were involved with Jeffrey Epstein beyond Harvey Weinstein. Okay? So all of that, all your old stars are going away, but who's going to be left? Ariana Grande, all of the popular ones. Why? Because the fans will be sympathetic to the abuse that they received and they'll listen to them more and they'll become even more imprinted with that base. So that means that the satanic music and the satanic programming and the satanic imagery are just going to keep going. Now, Hollywood on the whole is going to deconstruct and it's going to move into a different immersive experience with film because the theaters are going away. There'll still be films, there'll still be online, but the entertainment industry is going through an overhaul like the media will go through an overhaul and a deconstruction. All of this is pre-planned, but you freaking out about it, you worrying about the agendas, you reading all of it and trying to follow, again, following the story, waiting for the moment to come, waiting for that, for that trigger to hit you and go, see, I told you, see, I told you, it's coming, it's happening, see? And you know what? At the end of the day, if that's all you do, guess what? Everybody's fucked <laughs> because all you did... Because all you did was stand there for four fucking years, wait for everything to happen, and then say, see, I told you so, aren't I right? And everybody's like going, well, where's the water? Where's the food? Mm -hmm. I thought you were the person in the know. Guess what? No, you weren't. Because you weren't knowing anything other than just being there to tell everybody how bad everything was. Again. Yet again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's difficult when you get into this stuff, because it's so much to unwind, but I'm just telling you, Ed, you know this, go to the mythology of Star Wars, forget the story. And again, I ask you, and I will ask myself this, is this a story that was long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away? Or is Luke Skywalker all of us? Is Jesus Christ's story 2000 years ago? When did it begin and end? If you look at this world and you ask yourself, is this a godless world or a godly world? Science is now God in the minds of certain people. Yeah. Science had God stripped out of it and creation taken away. And they, they put it in every little type of science division, making it all mechanical, all separate, and not putting it all together and seeing that the divine was in everything. And then they give you Darwin and they give you all this other bullshit with this tropes that we all just recant and recite and say, that's how it is. You know, it's survival of the fittest. Yes, yeah. that's right. And if they can't get it together, they're fucked. And <laughs> yeah. right. Well, that's, that's also, know? that's, that's like the, 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 like your assertion too, like the, the facts and feelings. You have one side arguing only facts, the other side arguing only feelings, you know, now you have science and the divine, you, you, you know, there's, there has to be some sort of like confluence of them both, right? There has to be like, you know, two plus two equals four over here, but also like, like, uh, I, I can't make an orange. What, you know, like, like, what's the thing that makes the orange, you know, you know, so there's these things that are, that are they have to exist together, you know, um, yes. but, but it's been stripped <laughs> apart. It's been stripped Here, apart. Here's the best thing that somebody told me. This was actually Miguel Crest again, um, but he said it almost like a, a Buddhist monk. He said, 
the tree, this is a fact though, this is not just metaphor. The tree cannot be strong if there is no wind. Mm. Mm -hmm. There it is, mm -hmm. there it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it, that's your whole life right there. You are here as a test, not as a cruel test, but as a test to find your way back home, to reclaim yes. your birthright, yes. to find all of the things that have been taken out of you through this program and scattered about the world. Today, the illusion is lifting. Today, the veil is coming off. But the thing is, is that that is the show of the distraction. The question is, can you pull it all together? Can you start bringing all the detail together? Not of the knowledge of the esoteric, in fact, what I would tell you, and Ed, you'll like this because I'm a movie guy too. Sure. Um, your life is a movie. Your life is a real life movie. Now, I don't mean this like the Truman Show because the Truman Show is an inversion of that truth. Mm -hmm. The Truman Show says you're trapped and you can't get out and you got to leave the physical barrier, right? And they're all watching you. Of course they are. Of course they are. So you accept that fact and you go, what is it? What is my life? Well, the Truman Show is about paranoia and fear, as is the Matrix. That's all by design, by the way. No different than showing you Christ on the cross. Say, be like Jesus. Hang from the cross. Mm. Be a savior like Jesus. Be, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Suffer. You want to be like this? You want to go down in history like this? Here's your king of kings. I'm not saying there wasn't suffering. I'm not saying, you, you gotta understand, you guys understand how this works. Mm -hmm. It's to deter you. Mm -hmm. It's to keep you, I, I look at people, no, I can't do it without Christ. And you just, just children, you're, you're starting to talk new age. You know, I'll tell you what the new age is. New age is Luciferian 100%, which is the knowledge of man in relation to everybody else. That's a cult. Mm -hmm. that's, that's ego. That's your child ego protecting yourself and reinforcing itself in a world gone insane and saying, I have no responsibility in this because I am better because I know. I pride myself on knowing. I am more spiritual than the rest of them. I have been selected. I have been chosen. All of that shit. All this Marxist ideology is going to roll into that. So when people have, well, they, them, all the pronouns, we're all bitching and moaning about that shit now. Well, let me tell you, I've watched a couple of people in that world, in the spiritual world, in the hypersexualized three-dimensional spiritual world, mm -hmm. where they, them, gave them permission to finally feel safe and accepted by society. A word, an identification, a label. That's your new age movement right there. And you don't have to worry about it, but I'm just saying, that's what New Age is. What I'm talking about is when you look back at your movie, it's like reading a book. I'll give you a, a great one. Go read today, The Giving Tree. Okay. Go read it as an adult today, and you'll pull more meaning out of that book than anything that you ever did when you were a child, because you'll understand the depth of it. It's mother. That tree is mother providing to her boy through all of his play and happiness and sadness and tragedy and all of his selfishness and all of his non-understanding of the magnificence of what that nature and that beauty is. And yet at the end, the tree still gave until there was nothing left. Mm 
But you go and read those words, you think about it in such a way that you pull those meanings that you pull from the past, the new way of looking back, which is not to live in the past, because that's where we are right now. We're all living in the past. Mm -hmm. This is a time warp. Hollywood has given you reboots, remakes, prequels, sequels to keep you contained in the past. That's why they do it. Not because they're not stupid. It's because that's all they know is to keep going and chasing the money. That's why they're doing it at the executive level, green lighting projects and all that. But the ultimate reality for them is to keep you contained in their world so that you believe their orthodoxy, their view of the world, which you're going to have a lot of people who do, some who will come out of that matrix as a refugee. But looking back on life is to find the divine in everything, even in the moments of suffering, Mm -hmm. which is not easy to do. Mm -hmm. That's the truth, because that's when you'll know that no all along you have been brought here you have been brought here you have been brought here all those who have come before you and died your ancestors the people that couldn't make it here with you your friends that you've lost over artificial arguments or tragedy right people died in your life people that you grew up with and were playing with all of a sudden they're an alcoholic or suicidal or have some sort of and it's like what happened to little tommy or billy or joey like we were all kids once we we're all outside playing what happened this is where it takes courage to be able to look at yourself in the mirror truthfully and honestly and not add more blame shame and guilt but to love yourself that much more and if it takes a few tears to come through so be it yeah. that's good that's healing that's the first time that's to say, God damn it, I'm a human being. I, my life has value and I am precious and magnificent. I am none of these things out here. Yes. These children need our help so much more. And, and us being on social media talking about it is only one part of the equation. We must get out and do. Yes. We must act. Not through an act. Not through. It's what you all did. You organized the event. You brought it to life. It took time, energy, and intent, and look at what happened. People had a good time, fun, relationships were strengthened, new ones made. This is community. This is what, what our, we need to tell. We're storytellers. We need to bring in art, art back in, beautiful art that makes us think. You know, I tell filmmakers all the time, you're going to show me a movie on racism, show me a new thing on racism that I haven't seen before since 1989 with Driving Miss Daisy, which won the Academy Award. I was 11 years old. That was a profound film. We've been down this road before. Show me something new that turns the tide for me, turns the light bulb on instead of reinforcing these are the good people and these are the bad people. Yeah. If we only could, if we just could get there. Let me tell you something to everybody out there who thinks I'm being a racist, Hollywood is staring at you, laughing their fucking asses off. You buy this shit over and over and over again. Yes. They do it in everything. I can't go enjoy Black Panther because I got to have a fucking political position about it when I walk out of there. Are you fucking kidding me? If it's a shitty film, not because it has anything to do with blackness or anything else. If it's shitty in terms of it being badly written, 
I don't have to like it. I can have an opinion that's different that is non-political. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is that? That's not art. You know what art is? I go and I create something that I follow a belief through into the unknown. Something that scratches and itches me, calls me to it. Says, John, look at this, explore it. Human trafficking of children. Holy fucking shit. Yes. I could not not make that film Mm -hmm. a child's voice Mm -hmm. after learning what I learned. Are you kidding me? Even if it went against what I thought before and who I thought was involved and who wasn't. My hero, Julian Assange. You say the name, Putin's puppet. Yeah. Threw the election to Trump. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. And then on the other side... Champion as a hero, a patriot, freedom of speech rights, all of it. Okay, I'm going to give you 100% on both sides. That he is. Everything you say he is. Everything you believe he is. And more. And what you don't know. Were those emails true? That's what you have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. I don't give a shit how he got those things. They're out there and they're true. Yeah. yeah. That's what we have to deal with. We have to deal with the truth. You want to bring forward truth and authenticity in this time? That's what you say to people. It's like, well, you know what? I don't know Donald Trump personally. I've only seen him on TV. I've heard good things about him. People tend to like him. But you know what? That's where I check out. Because I've never had lunch with the guy. Mm-hmm. I've never spent a day in my life with him. That doesn't mean I like him or hate him. I don't fucking know him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know any of these people on TV in their real life. Let me tell you something. You all want to do something right. Those of you who still listen to Oprah and all of them, even though she was involved with Harvey Weinstein, Peter Nygaard, mm-hmm. and John of God. John of God, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. How many coincidences do you need? It's almost like Hillary Clinton. Every single person that Hillary Clinton ever knew was a pedophile or involved in some nefarious activity, financially or worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're like, well, you know, I like Obama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. I had to catch myself saying that too early on and realize and go, you guys have no idea who these people are when the cameras are off. It doesn't mean they're tyrannical monsters, but don't say you know who the fuck they are. Television does this to you. This is what the power of TV, lowering your vibrational energy through your alpha brainwave state. This is science, dude. This isn't conspiracy. They lower your vibrational brainwave through alpha so that as it's going into you, you know what happens? You take that trusted face, whether it be Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow, and it goes right past your frontal cortex Mm -hmm. of judgment and right into your subconscious mind, even if you disagree with it. That's Mm -hmm. the best trick that they pull off. No, totally. Fascinating. Have you heard uh, Sam Tripoli's Rules of the Ronin? Have you heard that? No. Okay, so this but, uh, is- Sam is a great friend yeah, of mine, no, totally, but I don't always catch totally, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, he's a great friend of the show here too. But like, uh, so his rules of the Ronin are, number one, I am a part of no group. Number two, I do not defend those I personally do not know, like what you were just saying. Number three, I defend no actions or decision that I was not personally a part of making. 
Number four, I do not spread knowledge to those who do not seek it. That's a huge one. That's what we're learning here. Yep. And then we number five, we right the wrongs. No lords, no masters. No lords, no masters. There you go. That's right. Damn, there you go. So I, I, that's just like exactly it. I, um, I, hey, I tell people, suit up your avatar with whatever you need to get through this time and then go at it full blast and you're going to discover a world that you never knew. Yep. And not the one that's offered to you. The one that you discover is the child at play. That's what we're trying to return to. You want to bring out the child so that they have a safe world that they can come out and play in because everybody wants to be there. Nobody wants to be here right now. And I'm just saying you will get an offering coming to you soon. I have no doubt they can't sustain this forever, but they are going to have a continuance of the system. It's just going to have a new face. And I'm not saying it's going to be all bad or all good, but everybody's going to have to make their choices. And what I'm saying is I'm not talking about running away and hiding from the world. You have to engage it from the dimension that you're in. You're in there. Ready player one. That's Mm -hmm. what this is all about. Mm -hmm. If you all don't understand at this point that Hollywood has told you every single thing, not only what they're going to do to you, but everything of the absolute truth, go and watch ready player one. It's a, it's a so-so film in terms of script, but the concepts, this is the thing you want to learn the esoteric truths of Hollywood. Look at the concepts of every single movie. Forget the characters. Forget the time and place that it takes place in. Strip away all the labels and just go, what what can I extract out of this? And know that there's something universal in, in everything that we're doing. And what it is is that in this time, we have to be smart like gods. The same way Hollywood hides its disclosure in, we have to hide the divine in everything. Not to hide it but so that you've put it there so that it grows bigger than it will through gospel. That's gospel will do its part. We must do our part. We must live it without preaching it. We can preach it, but we must live it first to be it. And if we do that, we will bring the vibrational energy up of all the people around us, because here's the thing. When you begin to heal and change, you start to see that your ignorance is their ignorance and that their ignorance is your ignorance and your suffering is their suffering and their suffering is your suffering. We have, we come from different backgrounds and places, stories, times, spaces, vastly different childhoods uniquely different childhoods each and every single one of us more so than we even know the 7.9 billion people that are here on this planet is a diversity of ideas and expressions that are absolutely positively beautiful and unique and if we bring forward that beauty in ourselves we bring forward that beauty as a mirror to other people who want to feel the very same thing that we're feeling they're going to want to level up as well and when we change the way we feel truly, which is changing our thoughts to a different signature in our emotions, that creates the feeling in the heart. And that feeling in the heart is the vibrational energy that we all know is there. But we think about it in terms of manifesting and, you know, trying to get ahead and wealth and, you know, success and all of those things. And all of those offerings are on the table. You know, you can go still see Tony Robbins and you can still do your weekend, you know, I'm not bashing people to do it, but that's a starter kit, right? 
you got you got to you got to break out and you got to start exploring the divine within you the just you when you see yourself and other people you understand that you megan ed and scott we have all experienced fear before mm-hmm. we've all experienced terror and we've had our moments where we had our oh shit right and it's and it's like it wakes us up that's our common ground not my story and your story it's important right if we need to talk about our story there's a reason why but when we get past that story it's like okay what are we creating here what do you want to do for everybody here who wants to expand upon this go to my uh link tree forward slash no restrictions and the third link down is a youtube video it says what can i do and it's a speech from 2014 that was published in 2017 John Rappaport on mind control. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best, best, best talks that you can watch right now because he goes through all the psychological conditionings of our decline to do anything. And he he knows it's a hard sell, but listen to what his words are saying. This is 2014 that he's doing. It. It's relevant to right now. Okay. Everything he's saying. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful message. So I hope your audience will take that, take the time to watch it. It's an hour and a half, but it's one of the most worthwhile hour and a half you'll ever spend listening to somebody literally being a long-suffering father and a beautiful man with a beautiful heart saying, you are it. You are it. You're the painter. You're the creator. He says, come into my room. Let me show you what I've done over here. Mm-hmm. come into my space over here let me show you what i've done over there and he goes through all the reasons of like i mean that's the best one i'm not going to ruin it but okay. he says we just all need to go into that into that room that psychotic word just go we can do nothing 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 just say it over and over until we really get it out of ourselves that there's nothing that can be done right and what he's trying to say is you gotta you gotta move past that that nothing can be done because if nothing is done nothing will happen and the suffering will continue and the system will take all those buckets where those people will fall and they'll scoop them back up and they'll commodify them yet again and that's that's the truth if we are here to help each other heal each other be together live in existence with each other with all of our wildness and craziness and diversity and everything else in between of all of our misunderstandings. We just look up, put our chin up just a little bit. Start walking forward with faith and love in your heart. And that world around you begins to change as imperfect as you are today. You can make the world a little bit better than it was yesterday for somebody else and if you do it for yourself great but if you do it for somebody else my god everything will come to you everything will come to you Mm -hmm. because you give it away that's what christ did he gave it away Mm -hmm. he didn't hold it he didn't charge people for it right he went to the people who couldn't afford shit and gave it to him for free and the other people who were educated and smart and intelligent go you guys are a bunch of idiots yeah. You know, that's so true. You know, like I'm, I'm in uh, recovery, right. For substance use, you know what I mean? And so like, that's a big part of what yeah. recovery is, is, you know, well, first of all, what would you, would you talk, we talked about how we are all kind of aligned and uh, we all have the same commonality of like uh, a moment of fear, you know, a moment of, of terror. 
you know, we've all experienced that. We all know what that feels like. And so, you know, in recovery, we kind of have that context. We all know what that rock bottom feels like where, you know, we all have different drugs of choice or different life choices that bring you here, but also, you know, that, 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 that suffering and that desperation is very universal. So we can all come together on that, you know, and align on that and we can help support each other. And that's the absolute core principle of recovery is that, you know, it is, I can only keep what I have by giving it away. And so, you know, been just helping the still suffering addict or the still suffering alcoholic, you know, that's such a huge part of what keeps me on my spiritual path in recovery too. So it's just absolutely true. I've always true. thought that's almost more universal than just that. I mean, yeah. it's almost like the, the secret of life, right? Yeah. Like the secret of life is to, to not do it for yourself, right? To, to yeah. give it away, to, to, um, to help, help others is, is what brings true happiness really. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. And, and, and the, the kind of the funny thing about that is like by doing that, like you said, like you put that, first and you just have an attitude of service, you know, then it just gets returned to you in ways you never thought, uh, and, and magnified a million times. And then so it heals you. Yeah, exactly. It, it really does. It heals you in the yeah. process of helping yeah. somebody else. Yeah. You know, this is a perfect example. You, you highlight something that's really important for people to hear because your journey to heal is not a destination. It's a state of being. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it has many layers to it. It has many ways that you lived your life a certain way and then you tried to go a different way and now you've got to look and make sense of the different way in relation to the way that you once lived mm-hmm. that's that's the majority of us yes right Every, everybody's got their different cross to bear in this time but but i'm just saying it's like that's all of us so but but in helping somebody else what that does is it gets you outside of yourself yeah outside of your own mind outside of your own problem yes and it actually allows you to see somebody else who needs you, right? Needs you in your moment where you're not all together, right? You don't have it all figured out, but you got some stability. But in relation to that next person over there who goes, man, I could use some of that stability. I could use some advice you have. And that self-reflection that you've done and the inner work is valuable and is like food to them. Yes. Right? And, and, And this is what, this is the thing. I always like to go back to Hollywood a little bit only because I I don't laugh at this in the face of what it means in terms of uh, the effect of it. But it's like this. The people who said, well, you know, I really don't have anything to offer because I haven't really done the inner work. I'm really a fucked up person. I got a crazy ass life. You know, I've got a crazy wife, this that, or crazy, you know, whatever it is. It's like I can't do anything about it. I'm going, OK. Hmm. That's no different than the actress in Hollywood that I would meet every, and I'm picking on actresses because they're usually the women. I love them, but they're usually the compassionate ones that come forward with the idea to do a charity. But the problem is, is that (laughs) the predicate for which they're going to do that charity for children is when they're rich and famous, right? So it's when I'm rich and famous one day, I want to open a charity and help children. Yeah. Okay. Well, number one, good for you. Number two, let me know when you're rich and famous because that's not the majority of the people in this town who are actresses and actors. So as you take time to move your career along to that level where you get your Academy Award and celebrate it and tell everybody how great it is that you won this and now you can finally do something but 10 to 20 years of children have gone on suffering while you've been pursuing your career 
the point being is that Scott, you're the guy who's doing the work and you're the guy who's helping you and you're the guy who's working with others and you're seeing that healing come forward in both you and those other people that you're giving to. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. I I, I, oh, yeah. I know it's not perfect, but it's it's better than the previous moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um anyway. Uh last thing on the left right brain hemisphere because i know we kind of get back to sure sure this. sure but this is really important and this is the last one in this time what has happened is that the left hemisphere of the brain has been overstimulated in everyone the literal interpretations of our reality which mean what i think not what my intuition is not what my imagination can be. None of that is being featured as a strong suit during this time. Everybody is taken aside. Everybody has squared off against what is right and what is wrong, what is just and what is not. And in one feature is an authoritarian left that is demanding its mother and father parental figures in the higher authority to take care of all those who are a threat mm -hmm. to our freedoms in existence. We have people right now that are asking a mother and father authority. And I'm not talking about Biden, Kamala Harris. I'm just talking go in any government mm -hmm. where this is going on. And they're demanding that you tell me who is good and who is bad, what is true and what is false, what is real and what is fiction what is truth and what is conspiracy. We can never return to this time ever again in the future, no matter what the state stakes are, no matter what is going on, we can never, we must start today, not by following their agendas, not by looking at all the different things, what this came down to, and this is what Ian said, and when I understood the right left inversion and the parental and the divine feminine masculine, Here's what it is. The left hemisphere in this time and space has been overstimulated and the left right hemispheres in that master and emissary, the right hemisphere is the dominant hemisphere, which is not to say that it does more than the left or is more important, but what it is, is that it is the master and the left is the emissary which is let's just put it on star wars level jedi knight obi-wan kenobi padawan learner anakin skywalker anakin skywalker thought of himself better than his master obi-wan kenobi and he split off from him and declared everybody else wrong and evil when that happens you get tyranny and evil, and the left is playing that role in this time. But do not underestimate that for which has been fashioned to not have an impact on other people who are opposing it fervently on a very hyper maniacal, I wanna say hyper hysterical level. That's energy, that's energy that's going to go off in people because it's so tyrannical. Mm 
and it's going to make people snap on all sides of the political equation. Okay. This is where we have to use our vigilance and not get drawn into conflict with people Mm -hmm. because they're seeking a fight. Yeah. All right. That's going to happen. It's going to be very ugly when that goes off. I don't know when and how and why and how long, but when that thing goes off, it's, it's going to be bad. It's not going to be pleasant for anybody. Those kids in Antifa, all the ones that were in there, you guys know this, you look at their mug shots. There's no soul in those eyes. Those kids, most of them were homeless by the time they were teenagers and they were living in the park and they only had each other. And that's why they're there. And that's their gang. It's them against the world. It's the way it is for them. Unfortunately, they paid a horrible price. Christians, conservatives can get off their high horse about these kids not being disciplined and beaten enough. No, they were the worst of the worst, not the children, the parents, the parents were the worst of the worst. That's why those kids find themselves in a logical conclusion, destroying the very thing that they're fighting against and becoming the very thing that they're fighting against the tyranny. Um, their terror that they experienced in childhood manifested into adulthood and it became our terror. Yes. And, and this is why I focus on child abuse and child healing and healing your trauma so that you can be loving, compassionate human beings and you can bring forward beautiful children if you so wish to have them or are interacting with them on any level, because every act of love that you give a child is like a deposit of gold in the bank Mm -hmm. for their future. Mm -hmm. You don't know what trajectories you're changing by an act of love that you give to a kid, your time, play, a smile, a wave, a touch, all of that adds up. All of it adds up. I'm living proof of that. Without those people in my life, I would not be here today. I would be another statistic somewhere. Meth addict, prostitute, you name it. I saw what I would be, what I was becoming in Los Angeles. I was not a mean guy. I was a decent guy, but I had a lot of trouble from my childhood and I manifested my childhood out in Los Angeles and God only knows how protected I was or not, but I made it through. I survived near death experiences. Um, I was not a high risk person consciously of anything. In fact, most people don't even know that they are when they're committing these acts and evil. I'm just going to tell you this evil is unaware of itself. Evil is unconsciousness, but in this time, and this is why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing with these shows. This time evil is going for it in the long term, And we need to be vigilant going forward because they are manifesting evil in the three dimensional now. Yes. The spiritual magic has been reduced, and that's why they're going for it. It's becoming more conscious of itself. That's why you're seeing little Nas X bringing out Montenegro and doing a lap dance on Satan's lap. That's why he's bringing out the pentagram shoe with the human blood and Nike and all that. All of those controversies are created to draw attention. This is spiritual energy for the mind. All of those children that defended little Nas X, and when I say children, I'm talking about children that had their indoctrination under Marxism. They defended him for his free speech rights. They defended him against conservatives, conservatives that had a problem with his satanic overtones because the reason why they didn't like that, according to these kids that defended Little Nodak, not by a hundred or two, millions of people, millions of people defended him saying that the only reason why conservatives have a problem with this music video is because they're racist <laughs> and, and they're homophobic. Yeah. 
And I'm telling Christians this now, you better get off your ass and get in gear and get together and start gathering in homes together, not out of fear, but out of spiritual love for each other, because this shit is going forward. It's happening. We can get rid of all the bad players, all the act, the bad actors. That energy is out there. It's yeah. it. Once the faces are gone, that energy is still remains. Yes. That's what I'm trying to get to people. There is yeah. no election stopping this. There's no military force that's going to come in and stop this. What I'm saying is nothing can stop the momentum of the psychological evolution of the trajectories that are underway as a result of this time and previous times before. We have 150 million people, according to the World Bank, slipping into extreme poverty as a result of COVID-19 last year. 150 million people worldwide, 100 million of them are women and children. And then they're going to come in with their poverty reduction program. You understand what I mean? They create the problem, then they offer the solution. Yes. They're doing the same thing with COVID. They create the problem, they take away your freedoms, then they offer you the solution, which is we'll give you everything back, but your freedom. Yeah. You want yeah. your freedom, but we're taking your freedom. Yeah. You want your freedom back? We're going to take your freedom, but we're going to offer it back to you in a different way, which is all your clubs, bars, venues, all that shit that you don't even need. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. Yeah. You don't even need it to yeah. live. In fact, you haven't had it for the last year. You don't need it to live. You've lived. You didn't need it then. You don't need it now. You can go and create another world together. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. So this thing, this last thing, the left hemisphere becoming more tyrannical. There's an element to this that is very disgusting. And, I, and, and this is why it's Luciferian at its core. The tyrannical nature of that for which it's pulling off and becoming evil is the parent who is the narcissist separating itself from its own inner child. That's why the world of Satan exists, because it can turn you away from what you actually are. And all of you are going to play a major role no matter whether, no matter what you do whether it's this podcast or anything you do in your life, the most important thing that you can ever remember is that your love for yourself and that child that you were born to be is true of every single one of us who wishes to unlock that. And when you find that in yourself and you don't, I'm going to tell you, when you find it, you will never betray it ever again. Yes. There is emotion freedom technique, matrix re-imprinting, the thing that everybody can do right now is go on YouTube and get Havening by Paul McKenna and learn that technique because this is really important. Any kind of trauma that you've ever endured in your life, any kind of trauma is recorded in your abdulla amulgata, which is connected to your penile gland. All right. And what happens is that when you experience trauma, those cells on that abdulla amulgata fire up receptors, stress receptors, because you're traumatized. And those stress receptors are there and they stay there. They don't retreat. And the reason why they don't retreat is because your body and your brain need to be on guard for any threats that may come that are a surprise because you're not expecting it. So it stays up and it creates this filmy paste, little tiny thin layer over top of those cells. What does that do? It reinforces the signal. 
it builds up over time. It never resolves itself. So it has to be a permanent state of fear and terror. Deep fear, deep terror. Layers to fear, right? But all the chemical process, right? It's there. People try to meditate. People try to do all sorts of things. They can't. They're in a constant state of rush, racing thoughts, all that. This is where it comes from, folks. I'm telling you. So what happens is when you do that havening, you focus on the nonverbal, and you go to the feeling that you're feeling. If it takes you an idea, if it's in the past or in the present, it's best to do it right in the moment because then you'll get there faster. You rate it on a scale of one to 10. And basically what you're doing, I'm being very simple about it. There's a little more to it. But you're rubbing your shoulders and you're eliciting delta brain waves by closing your eyes and using your imagination. You forget about the problem. All of a sudden you go from a thinking mind, say gamma, which is focused thinking, to alpha and beta, and then to theta, you go down to delta, which is REM sleep. And you're not gonna fall asleep. What you're doing is you're getting delta brain waves and they pass over those receptors. And what happens is, is that the havening makes those receptors fall back into the cell over a period of time. And once they go back into that cell, they start to dissolve and then your body purges it out permanently. And the trauma is over. And you've broken the emotional bond between that stimuli, the thought, with the emotion of the past that created the feeling of the trauma and that tenseness. And you can do havening for free. You can do it as many times as you want. In fact, if you do like 10 or 15 minutes of it, what happens is they ask you to go, okay, on a scale of one to 10, one being the least, 10 being the worst. And you're just doing this for yourself. You're not telling anybody this, but 10 being the worst. You do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guarantee anybody right now is on a 10 right now. If you did havening right now for 15 minutes, I would guarantee you, you get down to a seven or eight minimum one time hmm. trying. And if you needed to go back, you can move it down to a five or a six or a four or a three. Who doesn't want to get out of that shit? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I know that it's, it's, it's like we're, we're sort of sometimes we're stubborn, right? We just, uh, I know, I know, I should do it. No, this isn't a diet. This isn't a diet where you have to punish yourself. This is the thing that's going to make you happier for hours on hours a day. And you're going to have productive thoughts. You're not going to have thoughts about worry and fear and stress. In fact, nobody can be productive when you're worried, feared, stressful, angry, none of it. You can't make good decisions that way ever. You can only respond and look at what everybody's doing right now because of fear. Responding. It's it's an exercise. It's a trauma ritual. Take the lessons of this time and see how they've used it to engineer everyone And instead of thinking to yourself, well, I'm not programmed, you go, no. What is your program? What is the program that you want to live in? What's the program that you're setting for yourself? I had to ask myself all of these questions. And I I, I know a lot of people, I I do talk a lot, but I, I really want to say, I walked in to this time with certain understandings. I had my heart broken. I had it crushed. I had terrors, unbelievable terrors that I had to face, including 
my near-death experiences as a child at the hands of my mother, for which I had near-psychotic breaks. And I experienced that in this time again, the terror of that level, which could not be resolved for days. And I prayed and I prayed and I had, you know, it's hard to imagine that somebody could have that happen to them when they know so much. But the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter how educated or intelligent or brilliant you are. It has to do with what you know, what you're doing, where you are at this point and taking really good stock of that and saying all that I have that has come before me has led me to this moment. It has brought me here for a reason. It's my job to figure out why that is. Why do I exist? And the discovery of that is a journey unto which you will find more answers to this world within yourself than you will outside of it. A hundred percent guaranteed. Yes. Wow. That's it. <clears throat> All right. Wow. We're done. So intense, John, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, John. I can't tell you how amazing this conversation has been. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I can't wait to go back and listen to it and just kind of just uh, go from there, man. Yeah, I'm um, gonna try the Haven. Haven yeah, dude, I wrote all these notes down. We got, we got, we got homework to do. I'll give you, I'll give you an email too yeah, with shoot, all the links. Yeah, shoot me a link. Yeah, email all the links. That'd be great. Uh, John, yeah. I, uh, one of the things we forgot to mention in the intro was your podcast. Yes, amazing. Um, so yes, get, tell the audience a little bit about where they can find more about you, about no restrictions, both the yep. studio, everything. Okay, uh, so I'm on almost every social media platform at no restrictions. I'm most active on uh, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of thing. Um, if you want to go and see any of my movies, uh, you can rent them on uh, Amazon. Well, there's a few on still on Amazon that are streamed, but not many. Uh, we're on Vimeo, Vimeo on demand, yeah. but go to No Restrictions ENT. No Restrictions Entertainment is our website. You can watch a child's voice there. You can rent it. You can download it. I want you to share it with other people. Um, and lastly, uh, LinkedIn, or excuse me, LinkedIn, Linktree forward slash no restrictions. All my links are there. We've got a new film um, right now that we're in post-production on called Game Day. Game Day, yes. And uh, I have a GoFundMe up there. Guys, If uh, to anybody in your audience, look, if you want to support independent artists and you love what we're doing, we're doing truthful art. We're doing art that helps people. And art that helps people is something that I'm going to be making a crusade or my mission at least to help the younger generation. But Game Day is a movie for this time. It's about all of our bitter divisions in our family, not the political ones, the real deep ones. And when the truth comes out and gets aired is the first time that peace will begin. This movie is made by Philadelphians for the Philadelphians, but also it's, it transcends culture. This is about an Italian-American family from Philadelphia, Eagles fans, who gather every Sunday to watch their Eagles, their beloved Eagles, take on their rivals. And in this day, they're going to watch them take on the Dallas Cowboys. And over four quarters of football, the family, all the rivalries in the family begin to run up to the surface and explode. Grandparents, parents, children, uh, exes. It's, it's, a fam it's a family movie, family drama movie with intensity and passion. They, they hate passionately and they love passionately there in Philadelphia. And it's, uh, it's got something for everybody. So if you want to support us, we're on GoFundMe, gofundme.com forward slash game day movie. 
or you can find it on Linktree there. You kick in 10 bucks, we're going to give you a copy of the film for free. And we've also got other perks. If you go all the way up to 100 bucks, you're going to get your name in the credits and you get all copies of our movies as well. Those credits will be in the end credits of the movie. It'll play every single time the movie is run and uh, also online. So um, if you guys want to support independent film and you go over there to go fund me and you look at the trailer because the trailer is up there and it's a really good trailer. Uh, we got a great film with a lot of heart and uh, that's it. Oh, wow. And then there's my podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said you had George Lucas on guys. Come on now. Jeez. All right. So, uh, wow. John Paul Rice, everybody. Like, I can't thank you enough. Like, this has been a long time in the works or, you know, it's something I've been uh, hoping to have this. Kind of, like, I know. Yeah. Jeez. I'm just like speechless right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you guys. Uh, love I love you really too, man. You're beautiful. So All of you have these beautiful faces. I'm serious. Like, you, <laughs> I, I'd never seen you before, except in a couple of. And I was like, they're they're really beautiful people. Like there you, you go. guys have like such a spirit to you. So you're a good team together. Thanks, well, thank brother. you. I was thinking the same thing. I've been like looking in your eyes every time. Like I'm I'm always big, you know, they're the window to the soul. And I just feel like there's so much energy and and light or lack thereof that's conveyed through them. And so you you definitely have yeah. a, such a bright light. And all of your words are just so full of truth and so full of love and coming from such a good place of intention. And just for so many reasons, I think I also just needed to hear you talk today so i'm so grateful that you were here thank you so much thank you, thank you guys right. for having me thank you john we'll have to catch up again soon okay yes and i'll have to bring you all on my podcast oh we'd love that, we love love that. that. Be honored. all right yes. have a good night thank good you night. thank Take you bye-bye bye-bye dang man you guys i if we just keep outdoing ourselves on every <laughs> podcast like, like halfway well, through, I was like, I just, I'm going to go, like, I can't yeah. hear anything. Like it was, it's so much and it was yeah. so incredible. And he's like, just so well-spoken and he's the just, spirit of him. Powerful. And just, you know, I mean, sometimes I start like in my mind, I start feeling like I kind of get this thing, all the pieces are coming together. And then I come across like a John Paul Rice and yeah. I'm like, there is such a deeper level to all of this. Absolutely. Even though I know this is a spiritual battle. Like this but then guy, we see the layers peeling back like and then we see it diving more. deep yes. into it and just peeling it back for like probably way longer than I have been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah. And it's just, and I just love every, anyone who can talk like that, but just has the hope. Yeah. It just sees the, sees all the good that we can mm -hmm. be accomplishing right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Sees how we can be helping one another and the children and like in this this is this is an important time and a great time. And it, we're blessed to be a, to be a part of it. Yeah. And what I say, like, uh, you know, the truth wins. We're on the right side, right? Yeah, but yeah. like, but at the same time, like, there's just you get someone like that, man. It's just this is so much bigger than all of us. It's so mm -hmm. much bigger, and. Uh, and we keep seeing over and over again and like, you know, like Scott mentioned earlier about how when we first started, you know, we were all up here and I was like yeah. sweating down the back and like yeah. afraid to like say anything to anyone. And now what I've seen as as we've like settled into our roles, into our truth family here with the three of us, as we've connected with people through this um, and as we're in and of ourselves seeing the bigger role or the purpose that each of us has individually within this collective you know what we're seeing is each guest that speaks to us each new person each new connection that is like 
to me, I feel like we're just totally, it's God that he's just like, okay, this is next. And everyone needs to hear that. Like it's, it stacks like that to where everything that's said builds on the last thing someone said, or something that we've had in conversation or that we had with someone outside where we know this is the conversation that's like on the edge of the energy. And here we have somebody who can articulate it so well and really bring together like a culmination of some, like what he says, like, are we taking all the pieces and looking at, and I know we've talked about it, but to have him say it in his way, um, and just to have his fire and his passion and his dedication was like, I'm, yeah, yeah it's amazing. just floored. And just yeah. someone who just again, 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 we're like, I feel like we're, we're just moving into solutions, right? Mm -hmm. that the farther we go, it's all about the solution. What do we do? And just another example of someone taking back art. Yeah. He's reclaiming art. Yes. He's, and he's saying, I'm going to do this with passion and love mm -hmm. and, and do this for the right reasons mm -hmm. and uh, call out what I see, follow my spirit yes. where I'm led. You know, I mean, I just. And that intention of righteousness, it doors do open for that. God yes. does bless that path An intention of righteousness, because there are times that we might sit behind these microphones and for all of our intent, we might say something that's not quite right or that we didn't quite know yet. Like, you yeah. know, not through um, willful neglect, but just, you know, it's going to happen. Um, and so the, the, what was the last thing you said? I was listening to my mind's all over the place with this. <laughs> no, no, I uh, just, if I can go I don't, I don't remember either. Just a second. <laughs> At any rate, um, just his, his, the whole passion behind what he's done, the way that he can convey it to all of us. Um, he really is doing something very intentional that is for righteousness. He's speaking with a righteous tongue. And we've said over and over again that when you hear the truth, when you have discernment, when you have that spirituality and you hear it, you can't be dissuaded that that's not the truth. It can't be stripped from you once you've seen it. Um, and he very much is a spiritual individual that is looking at the all of these, you know, complicated puzzle pieces and all of this just a myriad of um you know, platforms and really able to put it all together. And with a spiritual intention behind him, with the voice of righteousness and truth behind him, he can look straight through all of the bullshit mm -hmm. and say, this is what it is. And this is what we need to do. And this is how to do it. And that is like, he's, he, he's a healer because mm -hmm. that's yeah, a gift. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. And that's why, you know, I say over and well, over it too. It sounds like all, he's done his own healing, right? Absolutely. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's once you've done that healing, you can the, what it's just it's recovery man. Yep, it's like it again is. i'm in recovery as well yep. it's like like once you have that experience it you give it away that's yep. what you do you help others and that, and that in turn heals you more it does and it's just it's tapping into that childhood thing i really do believe that and I, you know like even the bible talks about just like you know protecting the children and not you know not stopping the children from coming to him um in the traumas that I've experienced, you know, we all, you know, we know Cheney, Project mm -hmm, Cheney. Mm -hmm. She's a dear friend of mine. And one of the things I did, um, this is kind of an offhand thing, but as he was talking about it, I was like, that's what Cheney said. But I've been through these traumas. I've talked about them a little bit on this podcast. Um, but, you know, I bought these like blow up toys at the fair a few weeks ago. And I always wanted these blow up toys since I was a child. And, every, you know, anyone who's listened knows that I had a pretty adverse childhood and it was pretty rocky and kind of not very childlike. Mm. Um, and I wanted these blow up toys that they've sold at the fair, like the blow up dolphin for like my entire life. 
And so when I was there with my kids this year, I was like, how much is the dolphin? <laughs> how much is the dolphin? I've got my own bank account now, right? Exactly. And I bought not one, but two of those blow up toys. Wow. And I went out in my backyard, literally, I'm watering my garden. Anybody that follows me on Instagram, you can see my garden's out of control. But <laughs> I took these blow up toys in the backyard with me and I was so pleased with them. And it's like, I feel confident to say this now, sitting in a, gr- in a table full of grownups. But I was telling Chaney, I'm like, look at them sending her pictures. I'm like, I wanted these my whole life. And she's like, that's part of healing. Yeah. That. Living in your childhood and and being able to be childlike, yes. it creates healing. And we didn't get too deep into it, but there's been other things. Like I hung, you know, certain fun lights on my wall. And I, you know, each thing, like my room was like very boho and bohemian. It's kind of looking kind of like kid fun time. But I sleep so good in that room now. And I Yay. have these blow up toys from Yay. the fair like over my bed. <laughs> and it's a silly thing. Sure on the surface, but it's really not. And he spoke on that and touched yeah. on that, that keeping that and, and healing that inner child, indulging in that child. And that includes what he says, being in play as adults and in the thick of all of this scariness, a lot of us have lost the being in play. Um, and so I think that that is such a crucial thing because in my own healing path, that has been hugely restorative. So I was glad that he touched on it. It's, it's kind of off subject, but just those dolphins. <laughs> we got the, my kids those dolphins. You did? And I mean, we had, they must have hung around my house for like a year and a half or something. And like one of them was like popped and like just, and I, but I didn't want to throw it away for the kids. And finally one day I had to just like make the executive decision. Because like, you know, you, you know, you can kids have are. pop kids will keep stuff forever, forever. Right. So, but like, so they were kind of a little bit of a thorn in my side having them around for so long, but hearing your story, like, I mean, it just changes my whole perspective on them. Right. And it's just also like my kids experience those as kids. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's something that, you know, I, it's just, it's just the it's, whole thing, the whole, and, and I think that that's part of just the being spiritual with yourself is you know, obviously we say all the time, we put our phones down, turn the TV off, don't listen to CNN. Yeah, we get it. And then I go further. We all talk about, you know, grounding. I know I write you guys like, hey, you guys, you're not feeling good. Or, you know, it's a stressful day. Go put your feet in the grass. Go put yes. your feet in the river. I say it because it is, it's real. There's a, there's a true, everything on the earth has an energetic resonance. And the way that like, you know, we talk about 5G and how it interacts with us. And we talk about all of the, but it's, but also what we don't talk about is the resonance and the healing vibrations of the earth and of, of yes. the natural world. Um, but being able just to to take a step away from our phones and our jobs and all of these obligations that we're all so good at performing now as you know responsible adults sometimes maybe not always me but <laughs> but to find time for ourselves to play to heal to talk about the things with ourselves that um, have created wounds like he said that creates barriers to this higher vibration that we all listening to this podcast are actively yes. working towards attaining and constantly working to get there not as the end result but as part of our journey that we know that that's the right place to yes. be the right so. path yeah it's all about that path wow you guys awesome all right yeah. well cool. shoot are we wrapping up i think we should wrap it up holy cow yeah. everybody oh my goodness oh my god John Paul Rice. Yeah, John Paul Rice, everybody. Uh, wow. So we're going to have links to all of this amazing yes. stuff. I'm going to go and find the, uh, what did he say it was? The- Havening. 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 Yeah. Paul yeah, McKenna. We're, we're because that, for right? like 15 months, I've been listening to all these life coaches about healing and, you know, soul ties and how to heal like, you know, trauma bonds and all these things. And this is like one of the only things that I haven't heard of and haven't tried. And there's been some healing and a lot of progress with other things. But something about him saying that resonated with me that sure. I think that's going to be well, a, he a didn't, great he avenue. Didn't just, 
talk about it, he said it was like he was giving you his experience. Yes. Like this is how it worked for me. And he's impassioned right? when he speaks. Yeah. You could just the intensity when he's looking. I mean, I know he's not looking from our view right at us, but he's looking at his screen and looking at us like he's giving us that yeah. eye contact. Well, he, That's he, the he truthful delivery. So Absolutely. Him when he would address me. Yeah, yeah. just very, very uh, locked on. He must so. have had a big screen. I think he had like a big screen. That's what I mean. Just, I just, but I mean, but we all knew that he was looking like, at us. Yeah, so, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, know? totally. So, totally. anyways, what a magical, what a magical episode. A real, a real blessing to have yeah. him on. I'm so glad we did this interview, Definitely. you guys. So, all right. Again, I'm just gonna say something. Just <laughs> one, one more thing. I just, I just feel like it's just so interesting how he pops on to the the union of the unwanted chat with this request. Yeah. And Scott, you knew right away, mm-hmm. like this is a guy. And oh, I knew yeah. when you brought his name to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's a guy I've always wanted. Oh yeah. It's just, totally. I just, again, just, I mean, people could call them coincidences. I don't see coincidences Not at anymore. All. Nope. I see bigger things at play. And this is, this is for the benefit of all of us. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you so much for your continued love and support for all of your encouragement. Um, and that was John Paul Rice. Find all of his links at the bottom. And until mm-hmm. next time, I'm Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. We're so happy Ed's back. <laughs> and we yes. wish all of you. No more audio issues, I promise. You guys, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try. He, he's the man and he works really, really yes, hard. And once in a while, there's a hiccup, but he there's devotes hiccups. an awful lot there's of time hiccups. to make sure there's, there's not. There's hiccups and then there's like, like we were using that, like just, just to defend myself and my defense. You don't even need when to. When we were at Megan's house, we were using like a really lightweight plastic table so you could hear like every single bump. Every single thing, and I was just—I was listening to it. I'm like, oh my you god, it's, it's so. We bad. don't always have the studio kitchen. Yeah, we, we don't, don't always have the studio, have the studio kitchen, but we always so. do have the truth. Uh, okay, we always That's have right. the truth. Yes, That's it. Truth. So it might—it might be a little bit clunky and bunky. Yep, maybe a little clunky and bunky. But baby. it's gonna be shiny on yeah. the other side, regardless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. Good night. Intellectual prosperity. Boo. Ding. <laughs> I got confused <laughs> at the end. Like, <laughs> well, I, didn't, I don't know if you said the intellectual prosperity. I said, prosperity, well, I did. We, I was like, I you were starting to be.